intends us to be involved in other people's lives. And that means he intends other people to be involved in our lives as well. And tonight we want to just um, go through a list of some of the one another's that God gives us in the Bible. And I, and I want to remind you, these are commands of God. And you will be amazed at these commands that he gives us and, and the application of them in our lives that, as we said this morning, as a church, we are a team. And we need to minister to one another. And there are many, many ways to minister to one another. And we're going to go through these tonight. And God designed the local church as the avenue through which these activities should, should really be initiated and carried out. And a local church's strength is in direct proportion to the level in which it carries out these activities. We mentioned a week ago, what does God view as success in a local church? And to be successful in God's eyes, it is imperative that we actively be carrying out these one another's. The first one that we want to mention is to know one another. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and the references should be up here so you can jot them down. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, Don't let the eye say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or the ear say to the eye, I have no need of you. Now, why would he use this analogy and why would the eye say to the hand, I have no need of you? Because it doesn't know the hand. It doesn't know what the hand does. We oftentimes write people off because we don't know them. We don't know what we could learn from them. We don't know what experiences they've gone through. We don't know them, so we have no idea how to be burdened for them. We have no idea how we can benefit from them. I mean... We could start in listing various things. Um, there are people in this church who struggled long and hard getting victory over cigarettes. There are people who grew up in great, great poverty. There are people that grew up in an abusive situation. There are people that are... Um, attended Bible college for whatever it's worth. There are people who have um, had a major physical affliction all their life. There are people that are struggling with a physical affliction even now. And we could go on and on. Those are just a few things. But he tells us that we are to know one another. Now, we're not going to go into detail on each of these, but um, how well do you know other people? We often view them, and we mentioned this last week, we view them from our first impression, and that usually sticks, and oftentimes it's not true. Secondly, 
We are to receive one another, to receive one another. And in, in Romans, he mentions that um, we that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. And in the first five, seven verses of that, he mentions how Christ did not please himself and he gave himself to serve others. And then he concludes that because of that example, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, he says, because of that's our goal, wherefore receive ye one another as Christ also received us to glory. Who have you given unconditional acceptance to? That you've received them. You know, hey, I know you're not perfect, and I know there's some quirky idiosyncrasies about you, but you know what? That's okay. I have quirky idiosyncrasies, and I'm a long way from perfect, and you know what? I'm receiving you. It's not so much saying it to people. It's living it. It's in our own mind. There, there, we all have certain things that rub us the wrong way. But are we willing to receive them? God's put them in the body, and um, hey, I'm going to receive them. They're in the body. There's, there's some of us that have loud voices like me, and and um, I mean that's just how we're wired, you know. And that may drive some of you nuts. Well, some of you that have these little voices that you can't even hear what you're saying, that may drive somebody else nuts. I mean, I mean, we can get bent out of shape about little things. And you say, I'm not just, I'm not bent out of shape. I just, they're not a part of my life. That's the problem. Have you received them? Have you um, welcomed them? Have you given them um, unconditional acceptance? Then, of course, we know that we are to love one another. And we have looked at that throughout 1 John. And um, we're not going to tarry long in this. And you could say all of these come under the umbrella of love one another. And we've said, we mentioned this morning, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter is really given to the local church. There are many applications, but initially given to the local church and the need to love one another. Number four, be hospitable to one another. In 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 9, use hospitality one to another without grudging. Use hospitality that this is another, one another command. Uh, I know it, it takes effort. It takes um, cleaning up your house a little bit because you'd be really embarrassed if somebody saw it the way it is right now, maybe, or whatever. And and it takes some effort to have them over, and it means, man, I, I may not just to be able to walk out in my old torn jeans and my fungus toes sticking out of my sandals and whatever. You know what I'm... But um, the fact of the matter is, 
It's given up ourselves to bless others, to get to know others. See, hospitality goes hand in hand with getting to know others. When, when you spend time together, when you invite someone over, um, you get to know them. And, and that gives you an opportunity. So be hospitable one to another. Number five. In Ephesians chapter 5, and, and we go to this often when we're talking about the home, and rightfully so, but again, written to the church, and before he says anything about husband and wives, in verse 21, he's writing to the church, and he said, submit yourselves one to another. To be willing to come under and serve to be willing to be under, to submit our will to others, it's not a big deal. I mean, there's a lot of things that it's, it's not a big deal. So am I willing to submit to others and um, not make a big issue out of this? Now, there are certain things that are big issues. I mean, there are touchables, things that God doesn't care what color the hymn books are or what color the paint on the wall is. There are things like that are we can touch, we can change. There are things that are untouchable. There are doctrines that you can't touch and we can adjust and can't change because that is truth. And when it comes to these preferences, maybe we prefer something. But, oh, well, you know, I'm going to submit to this. Submitting to one another. And then... In Ephesians chapter 4, he says that with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another, enduring one another. There's times that you're called upon just to endure, okay? Let's be real. Everything isn't, oh, hunky-dory, you know, wonderful, wonderful, yay. There's times you just have to endure, and in, without going into it in great detail, it's, it, the word means bearing up cheerfully. It's not like I'm a martyr, I'm enduring this, and I, I just hope you know how miserable I am. No, it's, it's joyfully enduring, forbearing one another. Um, and then there are times that people actually do wrong. And we need to be forgiving one another. Verse 32 of the same chapter, Ephesians 4. Be kind to one another. Forgiving one another. Um, and even there, an aspect of being kind to one another and involved in that is forgiving one another. James chapter 5 and verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. We've, we've mentioned this before. Um, who do you really pray for outside of your family circle? Um, who do you pray for besides the sick list, so to speak? I'm not saying it's wrong to pray for people that are sick, but do you pray for other needs besides people that are sick? Pray for one another. Galatians 6.2 then says, Bear one another's burdens. You see someone, you know someone's bearing a heavy burden, 
It may be uh, physical affliction. It may be the, the loss of a loved one. It may be the, the chains of a job. It may be any burden. What do you do to come alongside and help them bear the burden and let them know that they're not in this alone? Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. In Romans chapter 14 and verse 19, he gives us another one another. Romans chapter 14 and verse 19. Let us therefore follow after things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. The word edify may, means to build up. To build up one another. To... Um, Encourage one another to build them up. Incidentally, how many of you this last week uh, texted, wrote, called, or told in person or some other way of communicating, did something to encourage someone this last week? Good, good. Now, um, it, it, good is always the enemy of great, okay? Um, next Sunday, we want to see everybody's hand up. Who can't do that? I mean, how many of you don't have access to a phone? Okay, all of you have access to a phone. How many of you can't write? All of you can write, okay? How many of you can't talk? Um, She's not here tonight. Diane Shoup can't talk. But um, see, how easy is that to build up someone by giving an encouragement? But we don't do it. And that's a command of God. Edify one another. And build up one another and encourage one another to good works. Hebrews chapter 10, 24. Provoke one another and encourage them to good works. So you're going and serving, take someone along with you. You're going to ring the bell at the Salvation Army, invite someone to go along with you that hasn't already signed up. Okay, two is better than one, because when you get cold, you can go in the store and you can take turns, okay? Two is better, but you're encouraging, you're helping someone else, Um, and um, you're coming to men's prayer Friday night, you you encourage someone else to good works. You say, hey, um, I'm going to men's prayer Friday night, you want me to stop by and pick you up? Encourage them to that. And um, there's all kinds of ways to do that. Encourage one another to good works. Then it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3 that in life we go through difficulties and God provides comfort to us. And then he says the comfort that you have received is not just for you to be comforted, but the comfort that you have received, that you would also go and comfort others also. So, the comfort you have received in the Lord, to go and provide comfort to others also. Um, It may be a, a difficult time that you went through. Can you come back to God and say, God... I want you to take this now and use it for your glory. I want you 
to to use this for the ways you've comforted me that you could use me to comfort others also. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13 then says, We have been called to liberty as a believer. But he says, don't use that liberty as an occasion to the flesh to, hey, I'm free, I'm, the, I'm under grace, I can go do whatever I want. He says, no, don't use your liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Serve one another. Look for ways. How can I serve? How can I um, be of help to one another? And then in Romans chapter 15, again in this chapter that we've alluded to earlier, he said that he was confident that the brethren were filled with goodness and with all knowledge and that they were able to admonish one another. Now, this is a little more difficult one, admonishing one another, um, correcting, warning. Hey, that probably isn't a good idea. First of all, are we open to people admonishing us? And secondly, do we have a humble spirit enough that we are, we are able to admonish others in, in a proper spirit? But this is another Um, command that is given to us. And then in James chapter 4 and verse 11, he says, Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. He said, God alone is the lawgiver and the judge. Do not speak evil one of another, brethren. So that means the next time someone says, you know, oh, so-and-so, just, they just get under my skin, that's a time for you to practice a couple of things. Number one, admonish them. Hey, you know, they're a brother in Christ, and they need God's grace just as much as you and I need it. And then you could stop right there and say, let's pray for them. That's another one, another command. And uh, let's pray for them. And then you could say, how could we encourage that brother? You understand, it's easy for us to be critical about the world. It's easy for us to be critical about um, abortion and how the morals are going down the drain and and what the world is not doing or is doing. God said, except judgment begin at the house of God. He said, there really is no hope for anything else. And these things that we mention here tonight are not an option. If you feel like it and you have some spare time on your hand, and you want to show off your new decorations in your home, then invite someone over that you really like and already know. No, it's not what he's saying. 
These are commands. And you know what? How we really need to respond? We need to respond and say, God, I need to repent. I have not been fulfilling these one another's. And to pick one and say, right here's one that I have not been fulfilling. And this week, I am going to go manifest love one to another. Or I am whatever it is. I mean, if we who know God aren't doing these things, that we already know that He commands us to do, Who are we to stand in judgment at somebody else, especially the world? And it to be the church God wants us to be, it means to be actively carrying these out. And I can say, well, that's that's just not me. And you can say that. That's right. That's just not you. But, you know, if you want to know what you is really like, You is a self-centered, proud, egotistical, bratty, little two-year-old that wants its own way. That's what our... You want to deal with what our heart's really like? That's what our heart is. But Christ came to change it. And, and, And we need to say, you know what? You know, God, I don't... I didn't ask for this to come into my life. But this is an opportunity for me to forbear. This is an opportunity for me to bear one another's burdens. It seems like I've got enough on my platter, but you've made this known to me, and so now this is what I need to do. If we would just start walking in the Spirit, do you understand? The world would then know we are Christians by how we treat one another. But it really begins here. And it's not just how we treat each other in here. It's how we really actively minister to one another. That's what being a team is. That's what being a team, coming along and teammates say, Hey, I know you don't feel like getting up and going to lift. Come on, it's 5.30 in the morning. we got to go lift this morning. Oh, man. They provoke them to good works. We're a team. We must be involved with one another. I mean, to pray for our nation, part of praying for revival in our nation is praying that we as churches would learn to love one another. And these 15 things are some of the things that God spells out that is involved in love. And it's not just sitting here tonight and hearing it. It's picking one thing, okay? What is one thing? And you know, if you're spiritually alive at all, there's one thing that probably God has already prompted you. Boy, I'm not doing that very well. Pick that thing and say, God, I am sorry. I seek your forgiveness for disregarding your command in this area. And and I, by your grace, I am going to be involved in helping others. One another. You cannot be, God never intended there to be Lone Ranger Christians. 
And and we like to think that, you know, I it's me and God. Well, it is in your personal walk with God, but when it's you and God, it will be God saying, okay, go minister here and serve here and bless there and encourage there and pray for them here. You can't avoid it. That's what the Christian life looks like. So tonight, we're going to go to prayer for our nation, but we're going to pray for us. And that's where it begins, in part. I'm not just limiting it to that, but it's not so much just praying that people out there would repent. It's praying, God, help me to love one another. So um, I'll move the microphone down here.